0: now a quick word from our sponsors who make it possible for us to bring you two free episodes each week your brain needs support and new ollie brainy chews
1: are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like thai ginger l-theanine and caffeine brainy chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus stay chill or get energized be kind to your mind and get these nootropic shoes at ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: Have you ever wished that we'd include soothing nature sounds as a background throughout a get sleepy episode? For example, maybe you would like to pair tonight's story with the sound of gentle rainfall. Well, now you can. We have partnered with the Deep Sleep Sounds app to help you create soothing soundscapes that will play in the background while you're listening to get sleepy. Here's what you need to do. Simply download the Deep Sleep Sounds app, choose your preferred sound, and add it to the mix by tapping in the circle next to it. Make sure you go to the Controls tab within the Deep Sleep Sounds app and toggle the button to allow background audio. This will mean you can listen to Get Sleepy and the app sounds at the same time, and you can control the volume of the specific sounds in the Mix tab. It's the ultimate sleep experience. Through our partnership with Deep Sleep Sounds, you can get a 30-day free trial by going to deepsleepsounds.com slash getsleepy. That's deepsleepsounds.com slash getsleepy. Or just follow the link in the show notes for a 30-day free trial of the Deep Sleep Sounds app. Hello, and welcome to Get Sleepy, the podcast where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Tom, and I'm your host. Thanks so much for being here. Tonight, Marcellus is going to read us a sleepy retelling of The Nightingale by Hans Christian Andersen. In this classic fairy tale, a king finds the most exquisite music may come from the beauty of nature, and that the greatest gift of art is sometimes humbly given. So, let's settle in now for tonight's story, and prepare for a rejuvenating sleep. you may need a little extra help to let go of niggling thoughts that often play on our minds at night. I know I'm certainly someone in that boat. So, take some deep breaths to just set your intentions towards slowing down and releasing excess energy. As your breathing falls into a gentle, consistent pattern, begin to picture yourself looking up at the sky. In this sky, there are a scattering of clouds drifting on the breeze. Those clouds can represent your thoughts and worries. In just the same way that you can watch and observe the clouds drifting by, you can become the observer of your thoughts too. Any thought that presents itself, just gently send it up into the sky to join with the other gently-floating clouds. Way up there in the sky, the clouds may sometimes become densely packed together, especially when the mind is filled with thoughts and worries. But no matter how overcast the sky becomes, those clouds will eventually part, and the breeze will disperse them and carry them away. So as you enjoy each calming exhale, observe the clouds as they disperse and drift off out of sight. with the clouds clearing more and more, the deep radiant blue of the sky fills the scene above, and you sense the warming touch of the sun glowing over your skin. You can simply focus on relaxation and rest as you listen along to Marcellus telling us this classic story tonight. You can drift off into dreamland any time. We begin long ago in a faraway fairy tale world.
1: Once upon a time, there was a vast kingdom of legendary beauty. It stretched a great distance, surrounded by soaring cliffs that bordered deep blue-green seas. And it was filled with peaceful woodlands and fields of wildflowers. On its eastern side lay a thriving city. At the center of this dazzling city was a palace so exquisite that travelers spoke of it far and wide. Everyone who lived in the kingdom felt very fortunate because they were sure they had the best of everything the world had to offer. The majestic palace was decorated at every turn with richly embroidered tapestries, gleaming marble, and the finest gold and silver finishes. The king and his court led a merry existence there, taking long walks in this beautiful palace gardens by day and feasting in the glistening ballroom each night. The king himself was perhaps a bit haughty, but he was also known to be a reasonable and wise man. His humble subjects were content enough and the nobles who enjoyed his great riches were very happy indeed. One fine spring day, the king suggested that all the lords and ladies of the court should take a picnic into the woods. They could roam the enchanting shady paths and dip their feet in the bubbling streams. The courtiers thought it was a wonderful idea, and many delicious treats were packed in baskets to be carried along. Having spent most of their time in the carefully tended castle gardens, the lords and ladies were delighted by the charms of the woodland. As they passed under swaying branches, through rustling leaves, and next to sparkling streams and waterfalls, they marveled at the sights and sounds of the forest. The group of merrymakers had been walking for a time when, suddenly, they all stopped in their tracks. A sweet melody drifted through the trees above their heads. It was lighter than the ringing of a silver bell and far more beautiful. What is making this glorious song, they all wondered everyone could hear that it must be coming from a bird. But they had never heard bird song this lovely and didn't know where the bird was hidden. But then, one of the servant girls pointed to a place above their heads. Look up there. It's a nightingale, she said perched up high on a branch was a rather unremarkable looking brown bird. It was not at all surprising that the nobles hadn't seen it because it blended right into the colors of the forest. Surely not, said the king. That bird looks quite ordinary. As if in response, The small bird trilled another lovely stream of notes and everyone in the court was amazed. It was the loveliest music they'd ever heard. This creature is a marvel. I must have him sing at my court, the king said. Look here, nightingale, he continued, turning to the bird. As the king, I demand you perform for us this evening. Will you come to the palace? The nightingale ceased his singing and nodded his head graciously. The forest is really the best place to hear my music. However, it is my honor to sing for you at the court if you wish, your highness, Having said this, the little bird hopped down from his place atop the tree and landed lightly on the shoulder of the servant girl. The group of lords and ladies was now very excited to prepare for the evening's festivities because they all were in great anticipation of the entertainment. Further exploration of the forest was quickly forgotten and the company turned toward the palace to make their way home, talking the entire way about what they would wear to dinner that night. When evening fell, the great ballroom in the castle was prepared. Every table was laden with rich cheeses and freshly baked breads, There were exotic fruits and delicately prepared vegetables that had come straight from the castle garden. The company was even more dazzling. Ladies wore their finest silks and velvets in all colors of the rainbow. They dripped with pearls and their hands sparkled with twinkling jewels. All the aristocrats were on their best behavior because they were very much looking forward to hearing more music from the magical nightingale they found in the forest. When the lavish dinner had been served, a hush fell over the room. The king's lord-in-waiting walked in, wearing his finest attire. The nightingale was perched on his arm, looking very simple and modest amid the elegant ballroom and the lavishly dressed people of the court. Still, the little bird was not self-conscious. The Lord set him on a velvet-colored pillow that had been placed in the middle of the room where he faced the people of the court. Then he sang, And oh, what music he made. It was not a tune anyone had heard before. Still, it was familiar. This melody was like the whisper of the grass in the breeze and the rustling of the wind through the forest. It was a song full of golden sunrises and orange sunsets and the waves at the cliffs. Nobody can say exactly how long the nightingale serenaded the court, but it was late in the night when he finally trilled his final melody. The lords and ladies were still hanging on every note with bated breath. For a moment after the nightingale finished, the audience sat in utter silence. There was hardly a dry eye in the room. Then the guests broke into wild applause. The king nodded at the bird with an approving look and said, Nightingale, your song is the most beautiful music we have heard. It must grace the court every night. I command you to stay with us, where all the finest treasures of the kingdom belong." The nightingale could not refuse the king, and so it was that he complied and stayed at court. As the days continued, he was no longer allowed to return to the forest. In fact, he never ventured past the edge of the well-kept gardens, and his song was now heard only at night while the nobles were feasting. Weeks passed, and the Nightingale's evening concerts got shorter. He was slowly becoming exhausted from the nightly entertainment, and he missed his life in the forest. There was nothing inspiring for him in the glittering halls of the palace. The king was displeased at his lack of stamina. And the lords and ladies began to take the little brown bird for granted, complaining that the nightly concerts were not good enough. One day, the king summoned the best clockmaker in the city and gave him a special task. I need you to make a mechanical nightingale that will sing all the time, the king ordered. No expense shall be spared. The artificial bird will be far finer than the real one. Make it from gold and encrust it with the finest jewels. People will speak of our glittering songbird far and wide. The clockmaker was eager to prove himself to the king. Being a very clever engineer... He was able to build the bird in a month's time, fitting it with the most extravagant materials. When the device was ready, the clockmaker was summoned to the court to show the king what he had made. He brought the mechanical bird in a beautiful, gilded cage and was given an audience in the throne room. He opened the cage and, bowing low, he produced a small jeweled key and inserted it into the bird's neck, winding it slowly. When he removed the key, the sparkling bird sprang to life and lifted its wings. It opened its tiny metal beak and the notes of a glorious waltz poured out. The people in the king's throne room were delighted with this clever bird. They clapped their hands when the song was over and requested an encore. Over and over and over, the clockmaker wound the bird and made it sing. Its precious stones dazzled the eye, and the music charmed the court airs. The king was very pleased. He gave the clockmaker a chest of precious coins and sent him on his way, keeping the marvelous, gilded bird to entertain him. That evening, the king requested that both the mechanical bird and the little brown nightingale grace the banquet in the ballroom The only thing better than having one bird to serenade us is having two, he said. When the nobles had finished their meal, the Lord-in-waiting appeared with the gilded cage of the mechanical bird in his left hand and with the somber little nightingale perched on his right hand. A hush fell over the room as he set down the cage on a pedestal. he held up his right hand over the brown nightingale's velvet pillow and the bird fluttered onto it and prepared to perform. The Lord-in-waiting then produced the jeweled key and showed it to all who were present. An excited hum was heard from the guests around the room. The Lord then dramatically wound the bird and released the key. And the mechanical bird began to sing its perfectly timed melody. The brown nightingale attempted to join in with its own trill, but it couldn't seem to figure out how. It was not that the automated bird was unpredictable, in fact, it was quite the opposite. It emitted perfectly timed, pretty waltzes. The problem was that the real nightingale did not sing such precious, measured songs. The sounds of the forest and the ocean did not harmonize with those of the artificial bird. And his live companion soon became flustered and ceased his song entirely. Meanwhile, the court heirs were delighted with the clever waltz as the mechanical bird was singing. They leapt from their seats and began to dance, calling to the Lord and waiting again and again to wind the jeweled bird and play another tune. In the commotion, the true songbird was forgotten. And eventually, the king waved impatiently at one of his other servants to carry the live bird away. The lord and ladies made merry far into the night, listening to as many songs as they wanted. This marvelous new metal bird never tried, and its song never ceased until the people were too sleepy to dance anymore. After that, Every night, the Lord-in-waiting would bring the precious mechanical bird to dinner. And as the days went on, all the court heirs completely forgot about the real nightingale. After several nights of being ignored, the brown bird left the castle and flew toward the forest. As he fled, he passed the servant girl who was picking herbs in the garden. She looked up and asked him, Nightingale, where are you going? He perched on a nearby trellis and said, I am returning to my home in the forest because I am no longer needed or wanted here. In truth, I've missed my life in the woodland and I am glad to retire from my life at court. Although she knew she would miss him, the servant girl understood. She waved goodbye and promised to seek him out next time she walked through the forest to visit her mother. With that, the nightingale left the palace grounds. Incredibly, not one other person noticed that he was gone. The king and his nobles were completely fixated on the charms of his bejeweled replacement. In fact, the king had become so attached to the constant bird song that the mechanical bird was also placed in his room at night. The bird sang him to sleep each evening. Indeed, without the melodies from his glittering bird, it was said the king could not slumber at all. Life at the court went on in this manner for many months, and the story of the original nightingale became a distant memory. The artificial bird played its limited repertoire of songs countless times. Hundreds, maybe thousands of performances passed, and it continued to sing. It was truly a centerpiece of life in the palace, and it never slowed down. One fateful day, however, the mechanical bird finally gave out. It was during the evening banquet that it happened. The Lord-in-waiting wound the bird for the 10th or 15th time that night, and it began to sing. Then, suddenly its wings froze midair, and its little beak stuck all the way open. Then the bird warbled and stopped. The room fell silent as the entire court turned to stare at the gilded cage. Flustered, the lord in waiting patted its head. He tried to turn the key again. He spoke to the bird encouragingly, even though it was made of metal. It was all to no avail. It had popped a spring or lost a cog. Whatever the case, the golden bird could sing no more. The king demanded that the clockmaker who created the bird be brought to him to repair it. Alas, the clockmaker had used the riches the king paid him to leave the city in search of bigger and better things. One craftsman after another was brought to diagnose and fix the broken bird, but each one failed and was sent away. It was no use. It could not be repaired. Now, deprived of his soothing bedtime songs, the king fell into a deep melancholy. He took to his bed, but could not seem to sleep. The palace cook devised all manner of tempting delicacies to send to his chamber, but he had no appetite. Elegant cakes, sweet fruits, delicious hot chocolates, and even his favorite candies were returned untouched to the kitchen. For many days and nights, the noble stood watch by his bedside, trying to raise his spirits with stories, games, and entertainment. Still, he would not be consoled. They eventually gave up and left him in peace, tiptoeing out of his room and quietly closing the door. Things were looking rather hopeless for the king. As it happened, however, there came a day when the servant girl found herself traveling through the woods to visit her mother. On the way home, She was delighted to hear the familiar strains of Nightingale's song coming down through the trees. Nightingale, please show yourself, she pleaded. Our king needs your help. He is pining for your music and cannot be comforted. The little brown bird hopped down to a branch above her head and nodded obligingly. Take me to the place, and I will do what I can, he said. He fluttered to perch on her arm, and with that, the pair proceeded through the woods and back toward the palace, where the king still languished alone in his bedchamber. When they reached the gardens, the nightingale said, Do not bring me inside. I will see the king, but I want to speak with him alone. The girl understood and waved farewell as the bird took flight and landed on the sill of the king's open window. Looking inside, the nightingale could see him lying in his canopy bed, staring at the wall. He was a shadow of the man the nightingale remembered. Summoning his most heartfelt song, the nightingale opened his beak and quietly began to sing. Once again, after so long, the sad king heard the unparalleled music of the natural world. The melody spoke again of the whisper of the grass and the breeze, and the rustling of the wind through the forest. The bird once again sang sweetly of golden sunrises and orange sunsets and the waves and the cliffs. With each note, the king felt his vitality returning. A rush of happiness flooded his heart and the very stars seemed to shine more brightly in the sky above the gardens outside his window. The nightingale sang on and on and the king wept tears of pure joy. He remembered how much he loved the world outside his room and he wanted to be out enjoying it once more. When the little brown bird finally rested, the king spoke. Nightingale, I beg you, return to the palace and sing for us again. No golden bird could ever truly replace you, and I cannot imagine losing your music a second time. The Nightingale cocked his head to the side thoughtfully and responded. Your Highness, I will return to sing for you on one condition. I must be free to come and go as I please. My music is not meant for grand rooms and velvet pillows. My songs are at their best when they are freely given. the king gladly agreed to the nightingale's conditions. After that, the sweet little bird returned to the court to serenade the lords and ladies from time to time. And his concerts were considered a rare and special privilege. But the king had a special secret. Every night, When his lord in waiting had withdrawn and he was snugly tucked into his royal bed, the nightingale will appear at the window of the royal bedchamber and serenade the king to sleep. So it was that joyfulness was restored to the kingdom. The king was reminded of his love for the beautiful natural world around his palace. Forevermore, each night, he would drift away on a sea of dreams, while listening to a very unassuming little bird sing the most beautiful melodies he'd ever known.